Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. This Thursday's teaching will clearly break down 10 types of people who typically visit a church. Bishop Dag will preach in depth about the categories that anyone visiting a church will fall into. After listening, any shepherd will be able to distinguish between the different kinds of members that they have. Today's teaching will help you clearly define your membership and will help you understand the importance of accurately recording membership in a church in order to track and bring about church growth. Shall we share with a prayer? Father which art in heaven, thank you for this opportunity to receive your word. Thank you for an opportunity to come before you, to know you, and to grow in you. We pray, Lord, that you fill our hearts with the spirit of wisdom, that we may become what you want us to become. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, this morning, I, it's already afternoon, I want to share with you a very important message about different types of people, ten types of people who come to church. And so, was the, have I said something wrong? Ten types of people who come to church. All right, and I want you to locate, tick the right, correct answer for you. Amen. Now, last week, Sunday evening, we had a special service, and I spoke about 19, the year 2001 being your year of wisdom. Now, remember, Solomon the king. took over, came into power after a very, very successful regime of the regime of King David. Very successful man. He reigned for 40 years and Israel has since then never been the same. Is that not so? So it's very, very difficult to come into power after Someone who has done well. Is that not so? Because people sort of compare you. Is that not so? It is also difficult to come into power after somebody who hasn't done well. Because you have to handle the problems they have created. So, in all situations, it's not easy to come into power after someone. So Solomon was in a very difficult situation and he cried and said, Lord, give me wisdom. Listen, this year is your year of wisdom. And God gave Solomon wisdom and he became, you know, one wonders who was more famous, Solomon or David? You know, you see, I, I think the story of Solomon and David tells us that 
We don't have to try to fight somebody. Just be yourself. And you being yourself will be as great as you should be. You get you don't have to replace somebody and wipe out the person's memory in order to be great. You just have to be yourself and be good at being yourself. Because Solomon, I mean, Solomon had a completely different way of doing things. David fought all, was always fighting battles. Solomon didn't have any wars. And he, I mean, he didn't want to commit fornication. So every woman, he just married her. And that's why he ended up having 700, you know, women that were his wives. So instead of fornication, he just, he just marry you straight away. You get it? So, but Solomon was famous. He was great. You get it? So, dear friend, the, the point I'm trying to make this morning is that your year of wisdom is going to make you one of the richest people in Ghana. Okay, you don't believe it. So, just the 17 people who believe it can have it. Because I'm not shouting, you are not saying amen. It's up to you. Now, if you take also um, Daniel, he was a refugee and he had been captured by the army and he was uh, castrated so that he could bath queens and princesses and so on look after them and not have any, any desire in them and uh, he was no, nobody and God gave him the wisdom and revelation that he needed and what happened he was translated and he became the prime minister or the chief of staff of Nebuchadnezzar. Remember that dream? And, and, and it's all wisdom. It's not anointing, it's not prayer, it's not power. It's wisdom. He, Nebuchadnezzar said, where can we find such a one with the wisdom of the gods? Such wisdom. Make him the second in command. So this year, you are going to come out from refugee status. I said, you are coming out from refugee status. And you are ascending to the highest of heights. Thirdly, Joseph. Joseph was a prisoner. Accused. And sentenced to imprisonment. Sorry. Sentenced to prison. And he also came out. And he became the prime minister of Egypt. How? Again, listen to what Pharaoh said. Where can we find someone with such wisdom? You just, when you go home, I said, you go and read these three stories. Solomon, Daniel, Joseph. They are the three examples you can get in the Bible of people who used wisdom to go to the highest of heights. That's why I really believe in wisdom. And so this year, please, I want to make an agreement with you that you are going to pray for wisdom every time you pray. How many will make that agreement with me? I'm going to pray for wisdom. And wisdom, what is wisdom? When you stand before an exam, or let's say you stand before a big book, and you have to read it and go and pass an exam, how you go about it? And how God gives you the wisdom to go about it. That is the way your mind works. And I gave the example of how Solomon was walking by a, a garden. The Bible says the, wheel, the, the walls were broken down. 
And the, the garden was overgrown with thistles and thorns. And the Bible says, and when he passed by the wall, he thought and he began to consider. And he realized that a little rest and a little relaxation at the wrong time will lead to the destruction of everything. Poverty will come on you in such a way that you cannot even escape. Just relaxing a little on what you should not relax on. So, that's Solomon passing by the wall. But when you pass by a broken wall, or when you pass by an overgrown farm, what occurs to you? Perhaps you just walk by. Nothing occurs to you. But as you continue to pray for wisdom, you will see things. Even you come to church, and I, be, I may be preaching to you. As I'm preaching to you, God will just speak to you by just looking at me. God may just speak to you about your business and tell you, you see, this man, he started a church. Just take it that the church is a business. It is not, but just take it as a business. With five people, it has grown. From that corner where it was with five people to something involving thousands of people. In Accra alone, we have 32 churches in Accra. And we have grown to a point where we are in almost 25 different countries all, all over the world. You go for yourself and see. Not just little, little fellowships, but real churches all over. And God may give you wisdom so that you can build maybe your business, your business and he may show you and teach you things. But some of you just watch and nothing occurs to you. You just say, oh, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. But when wisdom is in your mind, God will speak to you and give you ideas and show you this is what you should do. This is a way. This is an, a way forward. I remember some years ago I was in Cape Coast University for a takeoff program. As I stood between Ogwa Hall and their dining hall, I said to myself, in fact, when you are building something, it's important to build it nicely. Because as I looked at the Cape Coast University, I said, this place is so ugly. And even the students in the Cape Coast University themselves, they don't even have so much confidence in their school. And then I realized the difference between Cape Coast University and, let's say, the University of Ghana and even the University of Science and Technology. Because Cape Coast University, they just joined some, in their dining hall, they joined some places together, broken some corridors and made some long, this thing be underground. Oh, in fact, it's not nice at all. So I considered and I began to think and I said, if I'm ever building a church, eh, that was the day that I, 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 I took it. I said, that if I'm ever building it, I'll build a nice church. I'll not build something that is not nice. Whatever, I, I would pay the extra price so that the place, because the feeling that you have, even the confidence in the thing, comes from the way the thing is, even the way it is built. So it's not just that, oh, we are in a room. Well, take it as a room. We are not just in a room, we are in the presence of God. And, you know, even your room, the way you're, if I'm going to pray, I tidy my room before I start. I can't pray in a mess. I can't operate when there's, the whole room is like a baller. So I organize, sometimes I can spend 30 minutes organizing the whole place before I start praying. That, I, I have to be in a particular environment. And your environment affects even the way you think. That is why I believe that we ought to have universities, more universities in Ghana, we have campuses like University of Ghana, so that people go, because it's not just the notes that you take, but even the whole place 
It's part of your education. Are you still around? Yes. So I'm saying that as you come to church, as you go home, because you've been praying for wisdom, your mind is going to work right. Ideas that will bring riches. Thoughts that will give you progress. Maybe a thought will come to your mind that will make you humble and say, let me go and apologize to this man. Let me go and humble myself. Let me go and make peace with that brother. Let me do this. Those are thoughts from God. Wisdom. Just like Solomon passed by the wall and a thought came to him that helped him never to relax, to lose his business. You also will begin to receive wisdom for your life. Amen. How many are going to receive wisdom this year? Please, receive wisdom. Amen. Receive wisdom. Hello? Amen. Now, I am sharing about membership and commitment, generally. Now, one of the things that is very wise for you to do this year is to be a member and to be committed. Now, people keep coming to church, amen. But are they all members? No. That's why I want to share with you 10 types of people who come to the church. Number one, browsers. 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 Is that the first one? Browsers. What does it mean to browse? To scan. It's to just sort of like to pass through to see. Is that not so? Hello, please wake up. Are you, are you with me? To scan. To browse. Now there are people who come to the church and they are just browsing. They are just going through the church. Now, we don't suck people from the church. Because Jesus said the tares and the wheat will grow together. At the right time, you see the difference. So even though there are a lot of us, some are with us and some are not really with us. And you must decide where you belong. So there are people who come to church just passing through, let me see what is in the church. And then they go. That is the first kind of person. Second type of person who comes to the church are critics. Now, the people who come to church, there are two main groups, visitors and members. And there are six types of visitors. So I'm giving you the visitors now. The first type of visitor is a browsing visitor. He's just got, so he's browsing Lighthouse today. Tomorrow, next Sunday, he's going to browse through where? Central. And then next Sunday, he's going to browse through where? Eh? Holy Spirit Cathedral. Next one, he's going to browse through where? Action. IBWC. So they are, he's browsing, just going around assessing the pastors. So as I'm preaching, maybe if you are a browser today, you are just assessing me and say, oh, okay, I like the way he preached, but he moves too much. I, I like to see the preacher's face. So, you know, I, I want more scriptures. There are not enough scriptures in the sermon. Uh, there are too many jokes, uh, not too many examples, not enough examples. Not enough scriptures. So you are browsing, and now you are also a critical person. Now, you are critical because... Now, that is the second type, the critical. Critical people are critical because of who they are and not because there's something wrong. Why? What I'm saying is the truth. You will not criticize something unless you don't like it before you start. If you sit in this church and you like this church, and you like me, as soon as I start preaching, you'll be impressed. Oh, Bonnet preached on the FA relaxed. 
It's like he's talking to us. But a, a critical person would look at it and say, Ah, we were, it's not, it's, you should stand at one place. What is he saying? So, you who have come with a negative attitude, already you see things negatively. It's the same as politics. It's the same thing in politics. Those who like this party, those who like the NDC, have a certain predisposition to like them. And so they see the roads that have been built. They see the flyovers that have been built. They see the 60 FM stations that have come to Ghana. They see the three channels of television and color television that have come to Ghana. They see the mobile phones that we have in Ghana. They see the street lights that we have in Ghana. We, they see the rehabilitated Takradi Harbor, Tema Harbor, and so on. They see the rehabilitated airports. They see the road to Tamale, road to Sunyani, road to uh, Pram Pram. They see the hospitals that have been built in Sunyani and Cape Coast, and another one at Soga Kope now, and Ho. There's also another one in Ho. Uh, really? Okay, they built another big one at Soga Kope. I saw the former president uh, inaugurating it. After this first round. <laughs> oh, God is wonderful. <laughs> so, so when you are predisposed towards that thing, you see all those positive things. And when you are arguing, you really bring those points. Now, if you are on the other side, you are, this, you are also a Ghanaian, you are also in the same country, but you are also seeing... You're also seeing the negative. Say that the educational system is sports. Is that also? Uh, what? The people have corruption. The economy is poor. The cities have been devalued. Collapse of the economy. Um, what else? Human rights. Injustice. Breaking walls. Breaking hotels. Arbitrary use of power and force. Huh? No doctors and nurses. Big hospital. I was at the hospital the other day. What a huge emergency room with patients under emergency. Only one nurse. <laughs> what to you if you are going there to die? So you see, the people are looking at the same thing. Some people may look at this church, look at the front of the church. And somebody may say, oh, it's nice. But somebody say, oh, no, the wall... It's dirty. And somebody could say, ah, uh, what's cra? Huh? The choristers are too few. If we had fatter choristers, it would be better. These ones are too slim. Uh, uh, broken windows. Look at broken windows. Then another person is standing and say, hey, near four, hey. Hey, star, look at the branches. The stage is like a a garden. You get it? Someone say, hey, what type of pulpit is that? I was in an action bishop. He said, if I, my pulpit is the wildest pulpit that, you know, he has seen for some time. And he was commenting, but you want a mini pulpit? No, no. Stand up, you're mini. I'm not seeing it. I'm You get it? So it's like the same thing two people are seeing. But it's because you in your heart already, you are against the thing. So you are always seeing the negative. So people who criticize, you get it? are already against it to start with. This, that, I'm, oh, that's all I'm trying to say. 
You get it? You are already against it because if you want to see positive, you will see positive things. So there are people in, who come, who walk into church and they are already against Lighthouse. And that guy, he feels good, pa. I'm going, to, I'm going to the church today. I'm going to see what they are doing there. I'm going to see what the guy, what the guy is, what, I want to see what the guy is saying today. Child, let me go, let go here the thing the guy they talk for there, please. I hear the guy, they speak against NDC power for the place. Maybe we'll go see. We'll see whether he's capable. We'll deal with him. Then you come and say that you are already negative. And you are not a member too. You are just a visitor, but you are a critical visitor. Your mouth. I didn't mention your name. If I've not mentioned your name, don't be angry. Have I mentioned your name with your mouth? Your mouth without a name. So just be happy. It's not you. Number three, admirers and sympathizers. There are people who admire Lighthouse. Do you know that? But you see, admiring us is not the same as joining us. You may like and say, Charlie, I preach on me more. But you have not joined us. You get it? So you, are, you, you, you can, in fact, a lot of, how many know that a lot of people admire Lighthouse who are not in Lighthouse? A lot of people are not. Oh, they, they re- you know, sometimes when I, when I see people, you know, you realize that they really look at the church and they really admire what we are doing. Really. Really. Some of the people who criticize us, even secretly in their hearts, they admire us. I found people using my books to have Bible study in big churches all over. I've met different pastors that tell me, for loyalty, dear, I learned it from you and from your book. You meet pastors, they are having, somebody went to London, a deep church, we don't even know the name of the church. They used the loyalty book as, for Bible study for six months. Their Bible study, that's the textbook. I went to preach in South Africa, a church there. When I left the pastor in Durban, the pastor used that book for about six months. And in Lagos, which church in Lagos? You met somebody from Lagos. Somebody telling me that somebody in Lagos. You see, people are using and they admire the church, but they can't join. Maybe they're already in another church. Or maybe they can't even say it. Or maybe they are too proud of it. So we have people, sometimes when they travel abroad, and they join the church. A few weeks ago, I met somebody in, in some part of London. I said, when did you join Lighthouse? I said, oh, uh, I came to London three months ago. Since then, I'm a member of Lighthouse. I said, Wingana, what church were you? He said, oh, I mentioned some church at Odoko. I said, so why did you come to Lighthouse? I mean, why did you come to Lighthouse? He said, oh, I've made up my mind in Accra. Long I said that if God helps me to travel, I'm joining Lighthouse. Put away. <laughs> so as, he said, as soon as I came, I found where Lighthouse was. And I came to the church. And I'm now in the church. You see, so, but, but that guy admired us, but he was not in the church. So I'm just trying to show you that admiring the church is not the same as joining the church and being a member of the church. Are you there or you've gone home? All right. The next is false brothers and spies. False brothers and spies. Look at Galatians chapter 2 verse 4. False brothers and spies. These are ten types of people who come to church. Galatians chapter 2. Then after an interval of four years, 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. 
And it was because of a revelation that I went up and submitted to them the gospel, which I preached among the Gentiles. But I did so in private to those who were of reputation for fear that I might be running or had run in vain. But not even Titus, who was with me, though he was a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. But it was because of the false brethren who had sneaked in to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ, in order to bring us into bondage. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people who are in the church who are false brothers. What is a false brother? A brother who is not a brother. He looks like a brother, but he's not a brother. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people who are like sisters, but they are not sisters. They are false sisters. And there are people who come to church. They move amongst us. They look like us. They speak in tongues. They move around. They pray like we pray. They talk like we talk. They dress like we dress. But they are not members of the church. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that we know about these false brethren. Amen. Are you listening to me? Sometimes we call them spies. And in a big church, there are always spies. They are sent here. You see, they do their surveillance. It's part of their work to, to survey. What's the surveillance? What's the, the verb? To, to survey. Survey goes to surveillance. <laughs> Emilia. Okay, check after church. To survey or to do surveillance and to see whether what we are saying, because see, it affects them politically. I mean, we always have spies in church. Always. They join ministries. They join chapels. <laughs> Recently at Legon University, after the elections, one girl, she, she, she confessed. A member of the fellowship. She's a spy on campus. She has confessed and, and so on. That she goes to the castle, going to give information about the students, about this and about that and so on. Member of the Christian fellowship, everything, speaking in time. Standard. They have their spies. And, and in a big church like this, there are, there are people who are, who are planted. They, they look like us. <laughs> but they are not. They, they work for others. They are here to, to send messages, to see what he's saying, whether it can affect them politically. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know, if you came to find out whether I support this or I support that, I told you who I don't support. And I'm not secret about it. I want to shorten your work. You can just go back quickly. So you shorten all the visits you have to. You can write that you came here ten times. And you just you can know who I don't like. I don't like those who broke down our walls. And I give them to God to break down their walls. And I've seen their walls being broken down. So I'm shortening your job. Ask the person next to you, are you one of the false uh, uh, sisters, uh, Charlie? Ask the person seriously. Because you will be sitting by one of them. You know that as a pastor, what I say has influence? 
Yes, what I say makes people think a certain way. So I'm part of the campaigning. And that is why they, that is why they are so arrogant. And when things are, you will not even have the respect or decency to even respect the church. Even on these, all these radio stations and politicians, and so whenever they are talking about the injustice that have been done, nobody ever mentions the church. They always talk about hotels, judges, this, that. Never, never anybody mentions it. If we don't speak for ourselves, nobody will speak for us. They don't even regard us. It's never even mentioned. It's nothing. Go and break down. Though. And that is why they'll find out that it's not nothing. It's not nothing. We will say it and say it and say it and say it and say it. And nobody says it for us. Whether it's NBC or MPP, nobody says it. So we will say it until they take notice. <laughs> Me, I don't like trouble. Oh. Ah, you see now. I remember Fred Price. He has a very big church. If I build the biggest church building in the world at a certain point, I was watching his video recently. At a point, he was, he was preaching about racism and religion. Race is the series was called Race, Racism, and Religion. He preached about it for one year, addressing these political. At times, even he would play Farrakhan and show Farrakhan preaching and show what Farrakhan is saying and correct what the guy is saying. He'll play tapes of people, pastors who are racist, and he'll play their tapes so that you listen, and then you'll play to the whole church on TV. Addressing various things that the political government, he talked. At one time when he was preaching, he just addressed the CIA and the FBI. He said, CIA and FBI guys here, take note of this. And he just spoke to them because they are there. You see, in a big church, they will come, and they will come to hear. We want to see what color he is. Me, I don't have any color. Amen? Amen. But make sure that you, you are not used for any such thing. Father, may anyone who makes himself into a Judas, may his end be like the end of Judas in the name of Jesus in this church. May his end be like the end of Absalom who was hung on a tree and his head was cut off. May their head be cut off and they, may their head be caught in the branches whilst they are trying to escape. May their tongues be filled with cancer and ulcers. May they not live to see their wedding days and their children's birthdays. In the name of Jesus. You come and smile with me. Then you turn around from here and you go to the castle to win bright notes about me. May your end be quicker than you thought. Or you don't agree? You see, we are not fighting with you physically. We just give you to God. God is more wicked than us. God is more wicked than man. One day God told me he was more wicked than me. So I should leave it to him. Have you not noticed that God is more wicked than man? When he's dealing with you, you run away. The next type of visitor is what? Professional visitors. Professional visitors. They have made it their work to visit churches. I'm in this church for three months. I mean, you see, browsers are short-term scanners. 
But regular visitors, sometimes they can be in the church for one year, but they have not joined the church. So the other group is professional visitors, and the last one is regular visitors. That's the last group, regular visitors. Please write all these notes so you will use them to preach one day. Amen. Are you still around? Are you still around? Yeah. So, there are some people who come to Lighthouse. They've been coming since 1998. They've never joined the church. These are regular visitors. But there are those who come three months. Then after that, they go to another church three months. Then they go to another church six months. And when you ask them, you have a long history. I was here for some time. Then I went here for some time. Then I went here for some time. They are professional visitors. And usually such people have a history. When they go here, something happened. Then they went here, something happened. And they never want to commit themselves. Like they don't really trust anybody. Such people join churches. Instead of putting money in the offering, they want to know the project and say, I don't trust the offering. Let me pay for something directly so that I know that nobody uses the money. If you don't trust anybody, you shouldn't be in the church. How do you be in a church where you don't trust the pastor? How can you be in this church if you don't trust me? You put offerings into the... If I'm stealing the offering, am I not stealing the money that you are giving to God? Why should you be in such a church? A church where they are, they are doing things that are not right. Why should you be here? You shouldn't be here if you don't trust me. If you don't trust the pastors, I don't think you are in the right place. I will recommend you a church where you can trust them. So if you know a place where you feel you trust them, please go to that place for your own good. Because as I'm preaching to you, you don't believe the things that have been said. You will not be blessed. One day I prayed for a certain sister in the office. When I finished praying for her, I said, do you believe in the prayer that I prayed? She was quiet for some time. She said, no. I said, no. I said, okay. I want you to go to another church. And I want you to go to another. This was in um, 1990. I said, I want you to go to another church. I recommend it. She went to Central. After about eight years, she wrote a letter to me and said, thank you for giving me good advice. Because I I care for you. I want you to go to a church where you believe in the pastor. You don't believe in me. You don't believe in the church. Go to a place where you believe. And I recommend that. That was the last time I saw. I've never seen her up to today. So if you don't trust, say, and you see the reason why I'm not joining the church, you see, there are certain things that I want to be very sure about them. And that's why I've been coming for one year. If you've been coming for one year regularly and you are still not sure about the church, brother, look, perhaps this is not the church for you. And that, you see, there are certain things that I'm studying. And, you know, this, uh, the walls that were broken, I want to know the background. I don't think that uh, this wall can be broken just like that, you see. There are certain things that these pastors have been doing that have brought about all these problems. Uh, when I say oh, everybody say oh. Why, oh, why, superfly? And you see, I'm not so sure what's been done with our, our finances that we have been um, donating to the, uh, this thing, uh, uh, the, the, the church. Because I've seen the pastor's car. It's a very, very nice car. In fact, very expensive. 
expensive that. <laughs> so I think that uh, perhaps uh, the money of the church is not being used uh, this thing. Uh, how do you call it? This thing wisely. Uh-huh. And because of that, I'm just browsing the church for some time. If you don't want me to drive the car that I'm driving, why don't you go to a church where the, the pastor drives the car you feel is appropriate for the pastor to drive? This is not a government where you are going to come and call it. Uh, they should leave the cars behind. Uh, they should leave the cars behind. Why are they taking this land cruiser? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And all that? We don't have that in the church. If I was to open the phone lines in the church for people also to call and give their opinion, whether Reverend Saki should drive the car that he's driving or whether I should drive the car that I'm driving. Yeah? I wonder what I will hear. Do you wonder what you will hear? But you see, we, we, we are not a democratic institution. We don't believe in democracy in the church. <sighs> yes. It's not a democratic church. It's a theocratic church. Theocracy is where God rules through a man. Somebody said, so what checks you? God himself checks you. When God is checking you, it's rather than when a man is checking. When God has checked you now, you can't even be around again. So regular visitors, it's time to decide to be members. You visit a sister regularly for one year. Everybody thinks you are a beloved, but you haven't said anything. You know her granite soup, you know her jollof, you know her fetridechi, you know all the things that she makes. Oh yeah, no ko, okay, no ko. How many would like a brother like that? He's always there. He comes regularly. He's been coming for six months to your house. And people see what? After church, he walks with you. And he walks with me. And he talks. And he tells me I am his own. Hey. What did you say? And, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. But he hasn't said anything yet. He hasn't said anything yet. As he, and he walks with me and he talks. But he hasn't said, I want to marry you. On the 26th of August, 1985, 20 minutes to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I told my wife, my, my wife, by that time she was just a friend. I said, I want to marry you. I have decided to marry you. Will you marry me now? Answer me now. I mean, not in that way, in another way, but that is what I said. And she said, Yes, sir, I will marry you. <laughs> You see, I had known her for some time. But you can't keep on visiting without saying something. You keep on visiting the church. And you don't want to put down your name and say, yes, this is my church. I am a member of Lighthouse. Take a sticker and put it on your car. Where are the stickers? Put it on your car. Who wants one? Who has a car? Who doesn't have a sticker? You have a car. You don't have a sticker. That's a free gift. 
but you must quote Romans 3.23 for me. <laughs> no money but Romans 3.23. The wages of sin is death. Are you sure? For all have sinned and come short, all right, you are blessed. Give me another one and I'll give to somebody else who can. Who has a car? You don't have a sticker for your car. John 1.12. Pardon? As many as received him, to them he gave the power of God. To as many as believe in his name. You see, the people are telling you, my brother. Eh? All right, that's for you. Get a sticker. Put it on your car and say something. This is my church. My pastor is Bishop Dakiwood Mills. Finish. I told you last week about this minister who came to a wedding here and he had his... Uh, how many were not around last week? You were not, so I have to tell you. He put his small this thing, umbrella here. He just for a wedding. He wasn't come for many political camp, but he has got an umbrella. You are of a, a chairman for somebody's wedding. You have brought your umbrella to the chair, chairmanship. <laughs> Reverend Saki brought him upstairs to come and say hello to me. And he was sitting. As I sat, I was looking at this umbrella. I said, hey, people are committed and identified identify and you you've been browsing the church browsing see, oh small no you no know, small no commit oh hey like a brother you have you have beloved those this girl before you have beloved those this one before you have beloved those this one before you have beloved those this one you have beloved those this one and you will not marry hey, commit yourself to them many years ago when i got married i was 20 26 years old when i got married Somebody said to me, I didn't know, I, was, I had my reasons for marrying. One of the reasons was that I was burning and I wanted to marry. I need to have sex with my wife. It's a need. And I enjoy having sex with my wife. I need to do it and I do it and I enjoy doing it. Why are they talking about such a thing inside the house of God? Open your Bible and read for yourself. It's all there. But you see, somebody came to me and said to me, listen, somebody came to me and said to me, are you there? Are you still around? Said to me, now that you are married, it's a sign that you are a very responsible person and a very respectable person. And I just saw what is responsible and respectable. But as time has gone by, I've realized that, in fact, people who decide to marry somebody and who actually marry the best are very responsible and respectable people, no matter how young they are. Because you see that they are, they are not just interested in flirting, browse here a little, browse here, browse, browse, and then they don't want to settle down. I realize that it brings respectability. <laughs> You know, I'll tell you, this is, this is a true story. I have a lot of stories, but they are all true. When it's not true, I'll tell you that it's not true. <laughs> there was this nest in um, just our neighboring country here, Cameroon. I read this in a news, a magazine like Newsweek. It's not Newsweek, but one of those magazines. She discovered that she had HIV, a nest. 
And she said, well, she must have said to herself, I am going to give this thing to as many people as possible. I don't know why. So from the time that she infected her, she was infected, she slept with about 350 people. She was a nurse. The hospital, the doctors, the surgeons, the physicians, the gynecologists, she, she browsed with all of them. All of them browsed through. And she wrote all their names in her diary. So at her funeral, the place was very quiet and solid. People were thinking about themselves. Because all the names. And you know what she wrote in her diary? She wrote sarcastically that only one or two, I think it was one or two, I think it's one person, ever mentioned the subject of marriage. Only one of these 300 guys who slept with her. It's like people would come. It's like, oh, we are just browsing. Oh, tower no browse, oh, nah. we're about no about browse. <laughs> you can come tomorrow to browse again. You can come and browse tomorrow again. Just browse through. You are just scanning. Every time you are just browsing your way through, browse. you are not serious. She said only one of the 300 guys. And she said that even that guy was not serious. It was in her diary. I, I've got the article at home. I kept it. I first read that article when I was abroad. And I saw that. So I got the, that same article again recently. She wrote all the names of the people. Is it fair to browse and not to commit yourself? Is it fair? And so the woman saw how she was being used. She said, oh, browse me, Ona. Nyeba. Man over brows, wallahu, oba, come. And she allowed herself to be browsed. 300 of them at the funeral, they were all thinking about themselves. <laughs> they all had HIV. So it's not fair on the church. You come and you receive the word. The pastor preaches. This is the third service I'm preaching. Sometimes we are here for so long, talking, sharing, counseling. Sometimes the people that we spend more time on are even more ungrateful. Sometimes you spend time counseling somebody. The person has not even registered in the church. Okay, he's a member. Never pays first member, nothing. He's a browser. But a browser who has decided to get married. It's time to take the church seriously. So that we will also take you seriously. And, and you are going to see, we are instituting certain things. If you are not a member, certain things will begin to apply to you. And if you are a member, certain advantages, you are going to see. It's go, when you are a member of the church, eh, it's going to help you with your job. It's going to help you with your finances. It's going to help you with your health. It's going to help even your education. It's going to help you to go abroad. It's going to help you to be abroad. It's going to help so many things. You mark my word and see. We are doing it. When you are a member of the church, you say that there are so many advantages in being a member. And you realize that we are now, we, the system that we are about to, that's why I'm preaching like the system that we are about to introduce, KG visitors, you will rather regular or professional. Huh? 
<laughs> we will sort you out. The seventh type of person who comes to church is a registered member. Okay, you have filled a form and you are a member of the church. Is that not so? Then the next one is a active member. Active member. Amen. Active. You are active in the church. You are active. You come for weekday services. Amen. You come for uh, Thursday meetings. You get it? You, you are involved in the outreaches. You are doing something. You are active in the church. Is that not so? But there are some people who are not active, but they are registered members. So you see, you can be registered but not active. And the ninth type of person who comes to church is a committed member. And a committed member is somebody who pays first and best. Now, we are going to follow the first and best now. We are going to use it as a serious indicator of your commitment to the church. How many think it's a good idea? If you don't pay first and best, we will take it that you are not a member of the church. Yeah, maybe you just register. So we have levels, what we do for registered people, what we do for committed people, what we do for committed and active people, or active and, you know, we will have a, a, a definition. And it's going to apply. You can mark my word on that. You can take that to the bank. You understand when they say you can take that to the bank? Because at the bank, they verify whether the, the notes are correct. So when they say you can take that to the bank, that means it's, real, it's really real. You can take that to the bank. Tell somebody you can take that to the bank. Amen. And the last type of member for today is the prodigal member. Prodigal member. Prodigal member is someone who was a member and he's going to play around. You get it? But sometimes they come back. So we are doors. That's why we don't have doors in the church. So that people who have left can come back when they are tired. Amen. Amen. So Reverend Saki, are we going to be members? You're a member. Are you a member? Powerful. Committed and active. As the person sitting next to you now, Bokra, are you a spy? The way the man has preached now, spy or professional, visitor, regular visitor, or committed. Are you at all? What are you? As the person, are you at all? What are you? (laughs) You at all? What are you? All right. Just stand up, everyone, please, for a moment as we close this service. If you are here this afternoon and you want to give your, you want to be a member of the church, maybe you've been visiting, coming, in and out, browsing the church. But now, (laughs) you want to be a member. Amen. Close your eyes for a moment. If you are here and you want to be a member, You've listened to the message and you want to say, Pastor, from today I've decided I want to join the church and be a member and be committed. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. All right. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Okay. I'm doing this every week for the next three weeks. I'm giving you an opportunity to join the church, to register. If you have not registered, you want to be a member, take it seriously. This is the membership month and commitment month. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Everywhere. Membership month. Commitment. God bless you. God bless you. God. I see all the hands at the back there. Lift it so high so that I can see. Maybe you've been coming, but 
All right. Now, please come to the front if you lifted your hand. You want to be a member of the church. Come to the front. Come to the front. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, so many of them are coming. Put your hands together. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God. You see, these are visitors who are becoming members. How many times have you been to the church? He's in the drama ministry. So, you are a what? Prodigal member. Prodigal member. <laughs> And what about you? How many times have you been here? Give me a mic. How many times? Many times. Many times. Many times have come and gone. How many times? Um, I was here and then I went away and then I came back again. You were here, you went away. You went to browse another place? No. <laughs> what did you go and do at the other place? No, I didn't go anywhere. I wasn't around and I came back again. You came back. God bless you. God bless you. What about you, my sister? This is my first day. Today is your first day. Look at her. She browsed only once and she became committed. <laughs> what about you? This is my first time. Today is your first time. Powerful. What about you? It's about one year now. You've been coming for about a year. Wow. So are you a regular visitor or a professional visitor or... A- <laughs> A regular visitor. A regular visitor. You see, I told you what I was preaching was real. They are all around. Bless you, my sister. So you've decided to become what now? A member. A member. What kind of member? <laughs> An active member. An active member. What about a committed one who yes. pays first and best? Okay. So you think about that. Uh, you think about that. You don't think about that. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. What about you? Okay. I was here last week, but I want to be a full member. This is your second yes. browsing operation. And what about you? Third. Third time. You are, brow- are you a browser or a- you have decided to be regular, a member? And what about you? Decided to be regular. A regular. But you have been coming for how long? Three times. Three times. Yeah. Glory to God. And what about you? First time. This is your first time. Oh, browsing only once and then you've decided... Oh, clap for this one up in soul. Amen. All right. Father, bless these ones and establish them in your church and in your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want you to go with Reverend Sack. Reverend Sack, could you please come? I'm introducing this your father in the church. Amen. You see him, Reverend Saki. All right. He's very, very kind. So he's going to look after you in the church. Amen. So you go downstairs with him, and he's going to talk with you, and you are blessed. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.